to the Becoming a First Rate Duelist podcast with me, Zara Khan, aka Fifth Rate Duelist. And today we have the guest, Shu, who is a pro player who told me his accomplishments and I've forgotten them all. I just know he has like this really nice belt. Uh, so Shu, do you want to tell us a little bit about your accomplishments, please? Um, cool. Uh, hi everyone. Um, welcome to the stream. I'm the guest today, Shenping Shu. And then, uh, I have, uh, let me see my biggest accomplishment. I think one of them is the YCS win from late 2018. I won YCS Pasadena with Skystriker, but that one is not as known as the other one, which is the UDS win at the early 2020 where I won with Dragonlink and, uh, well, Essentially, kind of started Dragon Link in TCG. That's that was the story back then. Like, yeah, you're the inventor of Dragon Link, whatever that means. What does that mean? I don't oh. know what that means. <laughs> I won't really say I'm the inventor because I didn't really make the list. I have like, um, I have like a group of friends. We uh, kind of work out together on like a deck, and then send they send me the skeleton of the deck at the very beginning. Right after like the the big January lesson to some point, and then I kind of just modified it, and then uh, went to the regional, tested, kind of just changed the details quite a bit, and then that become the final version that um, I brought to the tournament, and uh, well, somehow won the won the UDS, but <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a different story then. Okay, do you still have the belt? Uh, yeah, it's actually in the other room. You want, you want me to bring it? Yeah, or? I want to see the belt. That's very important to me. <laughs> oh, give me a minute. I'll be back. Okay. Yeah, this this is the, the belt. Holy crap! <laughs> That's huge! <laughs> uh, make sure the camera's... Oh my god. And you have to lug that thing around to get free regional passes? Uh... Yeah, that should be the full look of the belt. Oh my god. It's quite heavy, Nugget. Yeah, it looks heavy. It also doesn't look aesthetically pleasing at all. I don't even wear that belt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I've ever worn it. I know Triff wore it when I got it. Because <laughs> he was there. Imagine bringing that through TSA. Did you get any questions? Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like TSA probably seen more strange stuff. So a bell is uh, just a standard thing. <laughs> I think TSA is usually more interested in like binders and decks. That's usually what happens. Like they always deck check you at TSA. Ah, oh, I like that. That's a, that's a Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> yeah. And... When, whenever you travel in the future, yeah, you, you gotta you gotta know that TSA always like to deck check you. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, if they freaking get a crease on my cross-out designators. <laughs> like, they can grope me all they want. They have groped me. It's like, all right, fine. You grope me, whatever. But if they touch my Alistair the Invoker, like... God. Yeah. Watch, the TSA is going to confiscate my deck and then use it to get last place at the YCS. <laughs> or they can claim the six duelist title afterwards. I'd freaking kill them. I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, excuse me, that lack of accomplishment was supposed to be mine. God. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the TSA in case you haven't figured it out yet. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh, I guess. I don't know. So, like, That's how cool. long have you been playing Yu-Gi-Oh? Oh, let me see. It's already late 11, uh, late 21. Yeah, so it's about, like, um, it's about uh 10 years at least at the moment i mean i, I first got touched with the car while i was like what first grade second grade very young but when i actually started playing the game with rule that's probably around like late 11 that's also when i come to uh us for high school and then my i first started traveling around like early 14. uh yeah that sounds about right so if you're only talking about like compatibly, just since when I since when I start traveling, it will be like what um, six and a half years at the moment. Okay. That sounds about right. Wait, how old are you then? Yeah. And then, uh, well, I surprisingly actually never have tops for the first like four year and a half. Um, 
like I started my traveling YCS uh, early 14, but I didn't get my first YCS top until late 18. Okay. Which is which is funny because my second YCS top was actually a YCS win. <laughs> oh, interesting. So yeah, so far, years. so far I don't have four 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 top four Konami tops. That's it. Not even not even like a, one hand yet. But uh, four of them including two wins. One UDS and one YCS. Oh, that's kind of nuts. I don't know. I think that's a lot. I've seen people brag about similar numbers on Twitter. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the pro player, you you will see them be like, uh, I remember at the 3v3, because I was teamed with Cody and Manav, um, they, they had a conversation be like, I think when we were already in top 16 waiting for everything, uh, Manav asked Cody how many Cody has. Cody goes, do some finger math and, and give Manav like um, 17, 18, I think at that point. Oh. And Manav goes, oh, that's his 21st. And I was here with one hand would be like, yeah, that's uh, about right. I have four. All right. I don't know. Four seems like a lot to me, but yeah, now that you <laughs> say Cody has 21, then yeah, maybe that doesn't Cody has, like what, 15, 16, 17, 18, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, Ask but you have more wins, right? Yeah. Uh, me and Cody both have two wins, and Manav has a bigger win, because Manav won the two, 200th, which... <laughs> was the most expensive trophy ever. Oh, wow. Cody, Cody won a YCS and Nats, and I won a YCS and the UDS. Okay, cool. Huh. What was that process like, kind of going from being starting your competitive journey and then, you know, topping slash winning? What was that like? Um, I mean, it doesn't really feel too much difference, honestly. Mm, but realistic, I just I just play the game and just want to play the game because I think I can I can do well. But besides that, not too much, I think. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. I guess like me, I would like to to top a YCS someday. That's like my goal. <laughs> Obviously, I haven't been able to do that because we don't have YCSs, and we're not going to we talk have... about the remote dual YCS. We're just not going to talk about it. The module uh, one really feels different, honestly. It doesn't feel like YCS at all. Yeah, like Raphael Nevin was talking about after he won the remote duo YCS, he was like, yeah, normally I'd go celebrate with my friends and everyone would <laughs> congratulate me, but I was just in my room and he felt very anticlimactic and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll see what's up. Uh, but I don't know how long it'll take me. I... The only thing I can, like, quote-unquote brag about is the second place at Gamer's Choice, which was, like, totally oh. accident. <laughs> I have no idea how that happened. I didn't... I uh, sometimes it'll be like the deck. Um, Sometimes it'll be like If you play enough, then eventually you'll get a top. Okay. So, eventually. They'll fast-forward me ten years from now, still trying to not bubble at a YCS. Dude, if I bubble at a YCS, I would probably brag about it. So I mean, uh, <laughs> bubbling is, well, to me, it's quite normal because I've been bubbled for like, what, four years and a half since I start until I, I finally get one. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's like, I, I had four years and a half. I don't think anyone else really have as long as that. Four and a half years of bubbling? Well, just, just wait until I, I get in on it. I don't know. I either like sneak in a top cut or bubble. There, there's no in between. <laughs> um, yeah, I just remember my Yu-Gi-Oh journey of just bubbling at locals for months and months and months, and then finally, like I did okay. So yeah, mm -hmm. um, but that's pretty good. Yeah, two I see it, two or Konami event wins, uh, mm. four tops. Out of the four. Yeah, so that's like a good conversion rate, right? It's like fifty. Well, that's like that's like a dreamy conversion rate for like a lot of people. Yeah. Like, if you have a ten percent conversion rate, it's already pretty good. That means out of every ten tournaments you go, you win one of them. Dude, if you can like sustain that level, 
like every other YCS you win and the other one you just bomb. I think that would be hilarious. I mean, if, if Manav, well, not, not specifically, if our team at the 3v3 didn't really kind of mess up, uh, then I was very confident we also will be able to win the 3, 3v3 YCS. At that point, I will be having three wins out of four that I topped. But unfortunately, like just unfortunate things happened, and um, uh, so let me see. It was like top eight. Um, my my version of Dragon at that point was known as like super consistent compared to everything else in the meta, and it's go good going first and decent going second. However, both me and Cody won the dice roll and brick, and uh, we. Brick like about once or at most twice throughout the whole tournament before that, but we never brick together. Oh, and wow. that happened like specifically on top A when both me and Cody won Dice and Brick. I brick was the engine card. Like my hand was uh Boost Actor, Router, Black Dragon, Red Eyes, Black Metal, and Rolex Guard Dragon. So just oh, all God. the high level were the non summonable ones. Cody at least brick was hench trap, so he survived turn two and actually won turn three. Like he got game one after breaking turn one. I would just completely got OTK turn two by my opponent. And Manava, on the other hand, got a game loss because Deckless era. So all three of us were supposed to win game one easily, especially because two of them, two of us are already one dice throw. But all three of us kind of struggled and two of us lost game one. Oh my. And uh, eventually Manav lost because he like didn't get to play game one and it was against spiral so uh, one game two when he going first we lost game three when he going second uh i kind of i won game two then and then game three it just my opponent opened better than me so that's really what happened it just like it shouldn't but like kind of three different unfortunate th things happen at the same time at top base specifically that caused like us not going further oh. Well, Yu-Gi-Oh! do be like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it would be like that. It's normal. I I always break in the finals and end up getting second place. That's like the curse that I have. Um, yeah. But uh, a good way to break that is to not even top. That's that's a very easy way not to break in the finals. <laughs> I mean, I had enough of that. I have four years and a half of experience of bubbling, so I understand that. <laughs> oh, yes. I guess if you bubble so much, can we call you Elemental Hero Bubble Man? Right. Yeah, okay, now half my viewers are going to leave. Thank you for stopping. <laughs> um, mm. So I guess, like, the, the biggest thing is that, like, most of my viewers tend to be casuals that, like, are interested in becoming more competitive but don't really know how to do that. And that's, like, what I did. I went from, like, playing Gravekeepers in 2019 oh. <laughs> to becoming a mediocre drytron player so like what is the best way to go from casual to competitive a pretty big jump from gravekeeper to drytron or something <laughs> uh let me see oh so, you had normal summon alistair in between that so it was my step i guess, I guess let me see so usually let me i think well the game uh, compared to like what five years, ten years before, uh, now there's a lot of more resources that open to the public, to the community. Like for anyone who wanna get better, um, there there's still this academy. Like coaching was just not even a thing back then, like years ago. Uh, I don't, at least I don't remember anything specific about. Um, YouTube is a lot bigger than before. Um, a lot of YouTuber, um, there's a lot of more YouTuber that's, uh, you, well, YouTuber specifically, not only focusing on casual content, is also focusing on, like, um, competitive content. Like, let me see, which one I, I usually watch for competitive? Like, MSC TV has a lot of, uh, relatively more competitive content, and, um, um, Yasing was doing a good amount of competitive content, so... Uh, back then, before it was like there wasn't that many channels focusing on competitive things. More, it just be like um, Farfa, Farfa, Farfa kind of like casual content or just market watch fun like House of Champ. Those are more popular. Now there's more, 
there's more competitive content. You definitely get to know more knowledge, more information through those. Um, there's more like um, there's more coaching thing. Like Duos Academy is one of the best example there. Uh, well, even myself, I do I do a little bit. So if you will, like, if you will, if you have interest to get yelled at to get bullied at by me, feel free to contact me. I'm fine to coaching you that way. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Yeah, the best way to learn is um, emotional abuse, by the way. I learned that from Cody. Also, I'm Cody, if you're listening, he does not abuse me. Anyway, go on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember back then when, when Cody was staying on my place, like before one of the, the Nats, the year he, he won, we, we were just yelling at each other sometimes, like, throughout the day. <laughs> and then, what other things? Um, yeah, now there's more info. Um I think locals are pretty much the same. Remote do actually just makes, um, see a lot of people in some areas don't have locals nearby. Remote do actually, it's not good, like what, um, platform, but it's at least a possible one that you can actually do it at home compared to just spend, like spend your life on BB or Pro. So remote do is definitely also a good thing. And, um, Oh, what about your Discord, much. the laboratory? That's you, right? Oh, you mean you mean my YouTube channel? No, don't you have a Discord called like? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's it's yeah, it's my Discord. It's more just for the Discord of my YouTube channel. I haven't really updated anything because I don't really feel um motivated, kind of. Yeah. Don't really have any content. Don't really come like if for anyone who is playing competitive recently, there isn't anything new at all and uh, i don't like this well this is only for myself usually but i don't like to post things without like evidence or data or results supporting it therefore me posting like an introduction kind of oh you guys want to know source here's a source of video but it really it really doesn't like better than any other like i feel like all the channel you get like anyone is watching the youtubers has already covered for example the source introduction and it's not necessary for me to do another one yeah. in addition to it but for me if i want to do like a tournament report source deck i can definitely do it i'm confident able to do it but the cards isn't well there isn't a tournament with it then then is everyone interesting to see Drytron results for the past whole summer, like one every month for the same thing? I don't think so, right? Yeah. So at the end, I would just be like, oh, I guess we'll take a break of summer. There isn't really that much content I, worth me to posting. Well, I would, but I'm also obsessed with Drytron. But I'm losing my interest because yeah. now I like birds more, so. Uh, I mean, even you are like like Drytron obsessed with Drytron. You probably won't click into the same Drytron video with the same content in, a, in three different months about the same like kind of format, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. think you would. It has to be like different stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But yeah. So back to the know. back to the original yeah. back to the original topic for for player. If you want to move from casual to competitive, um, do uh study by yourself. Do your homework by yourself. Learn. Try to watch on YouTube. Try to um. Learn, learn things. Twitch is also a good thing now because uh, you actually get to see people playing. And if you need, if you think you actually get to a point where you have, you hit a bottleneck, you uh, kind of feel that's the most you can do by yourself. Hit up with like people, other people in the community for help. Um, that's probably the one of the biggest difference compared to years ago. Yeah, definitely. I just joined the Duelist Academy Discord, Patreon yeah. type of a thing, and. Mm -hmm. um, it's cool. I just sit there and I argue with people about Dragon. <laughs> yeah, um, it's about right. It's it's definitely definitely helped my growth as a Dragon player. Question mark. When I just uh, question mark. <laughs> question mark. I was fighting with Isala. I was like so like like two Eva's not the same as one Eva, and then he like explained it, and I was like, okay, you're right, but I'm still gonna argue with you guys about it. So I don't know. Probably the best part of Duelist Academy is actually talking to the coaches, but I, I do highly recommend like, you know, Discord servers and I, I looked mm -hmm. at your 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 stuff in your laboratory Discord. I, I learned the Drytron combos from your videos. So thank you for for mm -hmm. 
helping Welcome. win locals 50% of the time. <laughs> win like locals, okay. Win nice, nice. My content is getting, uh, has put in good use to win locals. Perfect. Dude, I've won like over a thousand dollars in in terms of like cash Dang, prizes and like things that I've pulled. Two Eva isn't the same as one Eva. I'll 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 talk to you about it later, Jim. Like you just have to get Eva in hand, um, and then you get the same amount of negates. Um, but anyway. And honestly, like it does two Eva, one Eva. That's a funny topic because um, <laughs> before. Before the balance, I've almost never heard anyone arguing whether one Ava or two Ava. This was more like, do you like your food to be spicy or sweet? That kind of topic. There isn't a better or not. After balance, everyone will be like, yeah, one Ava was always correct. I've been on it. And I was like, bro, okay. Guess I was just wrong playing two Ava winning the entire time, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I played two Ava and it seemed to work out okay for me. But, um, yeah, what can you do? I don't know. I've tried, what, 23 Drytron builds by oh, this probably. point? Last time I heard from you was only 20. I guess now it's 23, huh? Yeah, it, yeah, it's 23. I tried some more builds, and it's just like, I just need to stop. It's just like, how much does it matter? Because every build I've tried, I've either won or talked with. But it's just mm -hmm. locals, so that doesn't really mean anything. Um... Yes. Either you brick or you get free negates. Pick your poison. Either way, you still win. Yeah, I don't know. I was arguing with uh, Sala because I was like, Eva's not a brick. And he's like, no, Eva is a brick. And um, anyway, we, we're just going to lose all our viewers if we continue to talk about Drive Run. So let me go to the yeah, next question. Uh, what do you think of Crossout Designator? I really thought Crossout was going to be a bundle deal like with Maxi in the incoming balance. So if that's the case, I think Crossout is fine. Um, it's an acceptable card. Um, without Maxi being a run, Crossout become a little bit unnecessary. Like The only deck really you need to run it are like pretty much only Drytron to deal with most draw and cycle reader. And every other deck is like, don't need it. It's either hand trap naturally, just don't even hurt them, or they are good enough to play into um, the, the other hand traps naturally. Therefore, cross out, it's like you rather just that just become another like real interruption or extender. And that's pretty much it. So at this point, at least for the incoming format, I don't see that card. Like that's more just become a mirror match attack kind of cards. And only Drytron will really abuse it for stopping hand draft. Oh, that's that's good to know because I talked to two Duelist Academy coaches and they're like, yeah, Drytron doesn't need Crossout Designator. And I was like, okay, good, because I don't know how to put it in. But well, I think, yeah. let me see, I don't, I think Drytron, maybe not even 100% need it, but I would really like to have, uh, uh, at least they are in my build. I feel safe with wisdom to uh to stopping draw and cyclator. But for other decks like your your tri brigade, um your your dragon deck, you just absolutely don't even like tri brigade maybe you can have some cross out just because there might be some tri brigade mirror. Like activate your cross out, cross out your revolt against their revolt does feel pretty good. <laughs> Like, that's a really sick play in Traffic Game Mirror, and you know that there's, like, Traffic Game is expected to be a lot, and there are going to be a lot of mirrors. And then, um, but besides that, like, I don't really see that card specifically being needed. Like, if you are playing a deck that really has Nibiru problem that you require to play cross of, maybe just because your deck isn't as good as others. Ooh, the truth comes out, guys. Just play a better like deck. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, I was arguing with someone about Drytron because they're like, Drytron sucks. This was before people put Dragoon in. They're like, it loses to hand traps. And I was like, just play through them. And he's like, you can't. And I was like, just be a better player. And then he stopped talking to me. <laughs> Sometimes it'll be, Sometimes it's just like that. Yeah. Plus, like, I got into a lot of arguments with Drytron players. Because I don't think Droll is that big of a deal. Like, I've played through Droll so many times. I don't like Cycle Reader. And, um, mm. yeah. Was it because you were playing Dragoon the entire time? Because you will have a backup plan? No. 
This was before Dragoon. Every time mm. I got drawled, I still ended strong. Because you can send stuff with Beatrice, you can send stuff with Fafnir. So whatever you can yeah. add, you just sent. Mm, I guess it depends, because usually when I see myself getting drawled, the most I can do is like, what, Draconet's Mubeta or Draconet's IP, if you don't play Dragoon. And if it, it, it does feel a little bit like not enough. There are also hands where I just absolutely couldn't do anything because I don't like to play Dragoons. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. I, I also naturally just was playing hand traps in my dry drum deck. Like, at the YCS, my list, my main deck has two Droll, two Lancia, two Ash. Okay. So, I, like, I'm probably one of those who just have the OCG habit to always have hand traps in my deck. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I prefer Megalith myself. It's just as consistent the inborns are better, but you can't play cross out in it or you brick like hell. Okay, cool. Do you know Hanko Chow? Is he a pro player? Yeah. Why does that name sound familiar? Well, Hanko, Hanko did pretty decent. Um, what, in the past couple of remote duel seasons? And go, what about you introduce yourself <laughs> in the chat? <laughs> also, hi. I forgot to say that. <laughs> that's a keep at a decent. All right, that, that's, that, that's accurate enough. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, so, like, if, if someone to kind of came to you and they were like, you know, I want to get better at Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, mm -hmm. what do I do type of thing? Like, what kind of advice would you give? I know you talked about, like, resources out there, um, but is there anything else you would say? Uh, I mean, in terms of getting better, then I have to really know their specific situation, like, what kind of a stage they're at in terms of the game. Like, are they at the local stage? Are they at the regional stage? Or are they, like, beyond that, get to, like, close to YCS stage and stuck there? Like... For different kind of stages where people are in, the solution is slightly different, honestly. Okay, that does make sense. Yeah, because like when I have a coaching session, um, I usually have to just send them a, like a kind of questionnaire before, so I know their background information to to help them address it better. Oh man, a questionnaire. That's very <laughs> professional. Everyone should get coaching from Shu. Definitely do that. So, like, what would you say is kind of, like, your biggest strength? Would you say it's, like, deck building? Would you say it's, like, developing combos? Like, mm. what, what is your expertise? I think it would be just knowledge and information. Because uh, I have friends across the whole globe, both TCG and, both TCG and LCG, because I was originated from OCG. So I have, a, I have a good amount of friends who are in OCG that always just send me... Um, their kind of results, feedbacks on new cards, new decks. So I get to know them. I get to get more familiar with them earlier than anyone. Um, and because of that, I have like a very um, variety of information and the knowledge is to build up what I, whatever I'm going to do here. That's probably the biggest strength. I also just know a lot of random things in Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, the random cores and like sometimes occasionally it can come up and actually be a surprise thing but uh usually it's more just the knowledge information okay definitely i would say i lack that almost entirely i do not even know the names too i mean today <laughs> i think i finally figured out what the specter border does but I, it, it took me oh. a very long time to figure that out um so yeah um so like, how do you kind of avoid burnout? Like, how do you balance like learning about the game and playing a game, but like not doing it too much and kind of uh, mm. the result? Uh, usually there's always like a how should I say it? Like at the beginning of every format, usually there, I will be very excited because everything is new, everything is um, worth testing. So um, it's uh, it's kind of fun at the very beginning to uh, test out random things, just get to play different things. Like usually there will be a burnout at the end of the format, like for example, especially the last month where there were no tournaments, there were no new cards, well, there were new cards, new cards suck. Uh, 
And then there were everyone's waiting for banlas. Decks are so boring, and know which one are better than others. Uh, if you're going to, if I if I was going to a tournament, there's literally only probably two choices I could choose. And so during those times, I just probably just play some video games and stop worry about the game for like a week or two. And then oh, here's a banlas. Well, repeat a cycle. Go back to the beginning again. Yeah. So yeah, like whenever whenever there's a burnout, I just find something else, switch my, shift my uh, focus, and uh, it'll, it'll be fine. Because you know when the news, you know when the new set or the new balance will be coming out. Yeah, definitely. Um, how, what was your reaction to the ban list? Like, do you think it was enough, or do you think they should have done more? Oh, uh, the the most current one. Uh, let me see. I was not anticipating Maxi, but I prepared in case if it does. So that's that's uh, that's honestly a whatever. Um, for whatever they did, I think they are doing a pretty decent job. Uh, I'm just disappointed for whatever they haven't done. For example, Mister Mine and Dragoon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then other things. Drytron. Drytron is okay. For me, I will probably limit Alpha just because Alpha never got reaping in the Mega Table, so that's uh, that's why I thought it's gonna happen. Uh, Nadir not getting addressed makes sense because they actually selling Mega Team to uh, make people buy Nadirs. Uh, I will maybe eventually see Meltdown get limited, or and then for oh for prank kids as Hanko was mentioning, uh, I mean it's either Dudu or Mel Mel, right? So. Either one of them getting limited is enough to me. Um, and then uh, for Trapper Gate, oh, uh, Konami's intention looks like they trying to like shuffle out the zoo as much as they can out of the Trapper Gate part. <laughs> so they are just they killed Dryden, not enough. They killed Tanky and Barrage, and unfortunately, I think Trapper Gate is still gonna run through cards. It's like, which what do they have against Zodiac? Like they just keep. Hitting it like every band. Yeah, I mean, Zodiac, Zodiac card is just broken. I mean, we learned that. Dryden coming back was just a mistake because it got banned again. <laughs> and then, uh, like, Barrage, Barrage got, Barrage in TCG specifically got addressed the most now and never got touched. It finally got limited when they bring back Dryden and they realized, nope, still can't have it. Finally banned it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, the intention for Konami this list is, like, because there's no new product for um, at least another month, I think. First of Destiny was, what, um, November, right? Early November. Yeah, so there was no new le uh, no new product for another month, therefore no new archetypes for a month. Um, and Konami still do want to keep, like, the current archetypes flowing in the format. Um, so the purpose for this the past list was like weaker them uh instead of um kill them like we we've seen a genocide kind of uh less back then before like the early 2021 that killed colossus engaged electromidos that one is a that one's a genocide list which uh barely happened but does need to happen at some point yeah. For other lists, usually it just like it gets the deck gets weaker, so it matches with the incoming new decks. Um, so uh, people get a variety of things to play, and I think they did a pretty good job for whatever they hit. It's just Dragoon is still a problem, mine is still a problem. Like, mine deck just still like can function by themselves, so that's always like a bomb in the format. And Dragoon is like, oh, everyone can use Dragoon. And uh, in, com in the incoming format, everyone can use Phoenix. And even like Dragoon Phoenix might just be a deck. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to see everything. I don't want to see everyone deck building to a point going to the same ending. That's just not fun, right? Yeah. So I think Dragoon, I don't have to. Let me see. I feel like the only way to address Dragoon is just banner, right? Yeah, sounds about it. So yeah, that's, one, that's my joke. I think whatever they've done is a pretty good job. Whatever, like, I'm disappointed is about whatever they haven't done. Yeah, I I would like to see Dragoon and Mystic Mind banned. Everyone mm. knows how much I hate freaking Mystic Mind. 
just, I cannot draw the freaking Twin Twisters, Cosmic Cyclones, Harpy's Feather Dusters that are in my goddamn deck in time. It, it's just so wrong. I can't get over it. But people are like, you play Drytron, how can you complain about Mystic Mind? It's like, easily. <laughs> One is much worse, but ban both. I don't care. I want to play with. Burn. Honestly, honestly, I played my uh, play mine burn for the qualifier because I was really tired of everything else in the format because that was before less. Oh my! Was less even announced at that point? No, Balas wasn't even announced at that point. So I played mine burn. Uh, I played a very specific mine burn. Drytron was actually an easier matchup than Tri-Brigade, Surprisingly, why? Because every single of my Tri-Brigade opponent played pure order against me. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, I know. Okay, we have a question. What would be best, Drytron with or without Dragoon post ban list? I think Dragoon or not, it's like a preference, not a uh, good. Correct. Not. It's not like better. Yeah, it's not correct or wrong or better or not to run Dragoon. It's are you willing to take the risk drawing those vanillas? I don't, so I don't play it. So therefore, there isn't a choice for me. I'm just going without it. But if you are fine, like, see, there, there's always like a, a tricky thing. This is definitely not a real thing, but you always have like a beginner period whenever you start play uh, either a new deck or a new build, right? The first week of me playing Dragoon or in any of my deck, I never see any of the vanillas. My opening hit would just always be like Red Eyes Fusion Call by Green. Well, if, while I was playing like three Red Eyes Fusion, three inside, or just a full hand, perfect hand with no vanilla, no bricks. Starting the second week, everything changed. My hand just like yellow cards, red cards, <laughs> and the, the Garnet in my deck, and the two other shitty cards. And I'll be like, okay, maybe I can combo with two shitty cards. One hand trap, I pass turn. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it really fits your personal problems. Like, uh, for me, I've never played, even I did play Dragoon, I've never played a Dragoon that lasts for more than a week. Because start the second week, everything's just wrong. <laughs> yeah, Dragoon is very, like, high risk, high reward type of a thing. Like, mm. it goes back to the curse of the second place, I'll brick in the finals. Like, Dragoon will carry <laughs> me, and then in the finals, I'll brick, and it's just like, I brought this upon myself. But yeah, mm -hmm. at the moment I am playing Dragoon. I'm using Usala's build. Um, yeah, like like a good recommendation is you pick up a deck or you pick up a build like the Dragoon or not, Dream Drytron. You start playing it, like you start playing Dragoon for like a week and start a second week or start whenever you start seeing those fucking vanilla monsters. <laughs> Alright, time to time to take out these cards, play a different build. And you just come you just constantly alternating between, only keeping the good state. <laughs> question uh would you drytron would you say pre-prep package or no uh i'm in the i'm on the side i think that's getting close to being necessary now um so that's another cycle that's that's more like a meta and anti-meta cycle i think now um well first of all i'm not playing dragoon so i think my ending board isn't strong enough so therefore i kind of need to run pre-prep to fix that problem but if the format gets to a point where because of that everyone's because of everyone running pre prep, there's more draws everywhere, even to the main deck. Like if anyone started maining deck a place of draw, then pre prep might not be the option. I would just have to play with without pre prep, which is play a different deck. Then it just repeat a cycle. At this point, at the current game state, I'll say I uh, pre prep is very good to have because there isn't that many draw in the main deck. For now. I don't know. What do you think is the best deck after the ban list? Best deck? I think it's still Drytron. Wait, it was Drytron before? I mean, Drytron was one of them. Like, to me, there were three best decks were Drytron, Tri-Brigade, Prankids. If you ask me which one were better, I cannot tell you. Because I think they're pretty much equally good before the list. But after the list, see, Prankids is significantly weaker. Tri-Brigade is, like, hanging there. It's okay, but I have to... I think, like, Drytron has at least more potential at the very beginning. Uh, like, the, right now, the current state. Yeah. Because there's more ritual than, what, Beast Warrior, the Tri-Beast-type warrior supports. Yeah. 
What is the best piece of Yu-Gi-Oh advice you've ever gotten or given? Gotten or given? This oh. is the money question I ask everyone. I think Raph gave the best answer because he didn't even answer. He just told a story that was like very cute. For me, I really, I've never thought about this question honestly. I don't think so. Me really think. I don't think I've ever got like that many advice or any kind of thing. Cause I usually just trying to figure out by by myself. I mean, that's just how uh, me as a person is. But uh, yeah, I don't really think I have an answer for it. Okay. Cause like a lot a lot of things, I just try to like um, test it by myself, uh, prove it by myself. Therefore, a lot of things other people might be able to say, I've already went through it. At that point, it's no longer like an advice to use for myself, right? Because I already know it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what is your favorite card? What's my favorite card? Ooh. Oh, huh. what's my favorite card? I like when cards are good. <laughs> so, good cards are always my favorite cards. But in terms of the recent years, uh, Engage was definitely one of them. Chaos State, Chaos Space was one of them. Well, that's that heavily implying what I was playing. First of all, let me see. I have to go through my. Really don't think. It's mainly because it's always because I get to play some decks very like quite a bit to a point I got attached to it. That's why. That's usually the case. Like I think at some point the BLS was one of them. The OG BLS was one of them because I was playing like Chaos when I was very young. And then let me see. Um, hmm. Shadow Fusion used to be one of them, but later on, I got Shadow Fusion a little bit too much to a point I, do, I started disliking it. <laughs> I love that card. Yeah. In terms of, like, looking, uh, I will say Wing Dragon Raw was one of the good ones one to me. It's just a cool-looking card I like a lot. Nice. Not the OG art. The art, like, that's, uh, um... Alternate art? Yeah, well, there's a lot of arts, right? Let me, let me see. Oh, yeah, got my binder. Yeah, this art. <laughs> oh, really? Of you like that one? Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, it does look pretty dope. Mm. Uh, what are your expectations of Yu-Gi-Oh! After Burst of Destiny? After Burst? Uh, nothing at all at the moment. I don't really have expectations. I just have because uh, I was already looking to, into the future because I looking at, look at OCG first, right? Okay. So that that those will determine the expectation to me. Like after burst is like what well, Battle of Chaos. Uh, the the Magician Souls engine gonna be uh, pretty interesting to play. It synergized pretty good with like, a lot of other things. And then uh, I don't think we know anything else realistically good in Battle of Chaos yet, but I think OCG are getting it very soon, like in a couple of weeks. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I want to play the bird deck. That's kind of all I can talk about at this point. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Play with the birds. So yeah. That's fair. Have you tried? Not really. Do you have thoughts on them? Not really a fan of it. Too um, too reactive. What does that mean? Um, hmm, how do I say it? Let me see. It's like, oh, can't really. Uh, I really don't have a way to describe it. Honestly. It means like um. It really have kind of a little bit depends on your opponent because all your your wing tongue is really like stopping your opponent as much as you can, right? Yeah. Kinda. That's just not my kind of deck. Like I like to 
either do everything and win or do everything, make sure they cannot win. Like, they, they cannot play because I've done a lot. Or uh, just, like, um, I get to play. There, there are some interaction in between, and we competing resources. And the front of the East is, like, not doing too much. You just put a monster on the board, put another monster on the board, then tribute both for a bigger monster, and everything back and set your traps. It's just not, like... Uh, I've played Alistair before, and that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I am a fan of normal summoning since I played Chidals for so long. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. I just like the birds. I think they're cute. I don't know. That's like how I determine what I play is just if I like the card artwork. Yeah, fair. I like yeah, a lot of a lot of people play it because of the art. Like also, a lot of people play. Well, a lot of people not play something because of the art. Like I probably would never play Crankets ever. <laughs> The art is so funny, though. That dog just uh, getting harassed. Nah. <laughs> well, yeah, that that part is funny, but I would never play it. Like, yeah, that would be that would be one of the, one of the deck I will never part. I do make fun of my friend who was a prank kids player. I'm like, you're a grown man playing in a deck for children, and he hated me for it. It was great. Mm -hmm. Um, Jordania. Okay, so. Uh, you have a question about how, like, you have trouble going through hand traps playing Drytron and you're wondering if you should play Preprat. Um, so I would just suggest trying it out and seeing how that goes. Like, you don't have to wait for someone else's permission to do something. Plus, like, just because it works for them or didn't work for them doesn't mean it won't work for you. And I think the best way- I, I mean, this is coming from someone who tried 23 Drytron builds. Um, is that I mean, like, do that? I honestly don't even think Drytron is like, um, outside draw and cycle reader, I don't think Drytron having issue against any hand traps. I can just give you, like, a very, because me and my OCG friends did the, or they, they did send me the results. It's a very simple thing. Um, Alpha Zeta full combos, Zeta Diviner full combos, Zeta Benton full combos. So if your opponent only have one Ash, you start with Alpha Tribute Zeta, they most likely have to Ash, right? They probably do, usually. Like 99% of the opponent gonna Ash the Alpha Tribute Zeta. Then you just ditch the Alpha, ignore it, use Zeta, Zeta Benton with Zeta Divine full combo them. To a point you are, you are using a three card combo and play into your opponent's Ash absolutely no damage to you. Like maybe later in the combo you will have to search your um, ultimate in like a real, very weird way. But you probably have to sacrifice one of your Benton search for the ultimate or or perfection because your Mubeta cannot mail alpha and alpha effects. But at the end, overall, you traded off an, an Ash from your opponent. And, and Ash is very popular. Like Ash is probably the most common hand trap in majority of the format, right? At, at least for now. Um, so that that's that's like how, how it works. Like, two-card combos lose to one-hand trap, yes, but Drytron is a deck where if it gets to three-card combo, it's usually able to play into one of any non-cycle region, non-control hand trap. So, to the end, this is just like, uh, well, like, whenever my opponent have like, ash me, and I have call by, I look at my hand, I probably don't even call by that much, like, half of the time. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good you ordered it. You know, I'm just saying, like, uh, that's like a common thing, like people will DM me on Twitter, and I don't know why, because I don't actually know very much about Yu-Gi-Oh! And they'll ask me for advice, and it's just like, dude, just try it, and you'll know better than me, type of a thing. I do think mm. pre-prep is... I've always liked pre-prep more than prep. Like, just I always. Um, prep, well, you... Prep, prep is only like... Um, Prep, regular prep, is not a necessity if you don't play pre-prep. Prep is just something good to have, because it's more competent, but sometimes it's, like, unnecessary, or um, it attracts, like, draws. But if you run pre-prep, you always like want to pair up the pre-prep, like, the Dawn Tribute Benton Summon Perfection route. So you're going to have to max up both. And then that well, so it, like you, you have the package here. Either run everything, 
or you run no pre-prep or any number of regular prepping your preference. So down to the end, it's like everyone's that going to be majority the same, but still slightly different. And so down to the end, it's on your personal preference. That's usually what I say to avoid arguing with more people because they, they just believe they're the best half of the time, which I got tired. <laughs> I got tired of it. Yeah. Yeah, you should see that that Drytron channel. I sit there and argue with people about. Um, yeah, Virginia. I mean, that's why I play preparation rights because I played mm -hmm. non pre prep stuff. But I yeah. do think prep is good to get that bent in. And mm -hmm. it's really funny when people ask your prep. Like, it's just hilarious. <laughs> it's like, thank prep you for is, this. Prep is like something I most likely will ignore, but pre-prep is something I think it's really worth ash. Okay. Because uh, if it resolves, you might just not be able to ash where your ash doesn't do anything. But on the other hand, it's like pre-prep is just a good ash bait as well. Because pre-prep isn't necessary for the full, and full combo. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I would say like, when I play pre-prep, it's like rare that I'll actually get to resolve everything and do Dawn Tribute Ben 10 for whatever, but it just makes my opponent waste all these resources so I can just do whatever I want. Mm. Okay, uh, the interview is over. Um, oh, we're going to yeah. move to the duel. So, uh, for content, oh, let me wrap this up. So, please like, comment, subscribe, leave a review. Mm. I don't know. This will eventually be on Spotify. I know I say that every week and it's still not on Spotify, but it will be on Spotify. I'm just lazy <laughs> and I haven't figured it out yet. Um, but it's thank you for all the people that told me how to do it. I just still haven't done it. All right. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I had a good time. And um, bye, chat. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.